and welcome to Financial Residency Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Today, I'm welcoming back John Apino, owner of Contract Diagnostics. Hey, John, welcome back to the show. Hey, how are you? It's always good to hear your voice. And I love, love, love doing these podcasts with you. So thanks again for having me on. Oh, I'm so excited. I love having you on my show. I love your new show, Coffee and Contracts. You're just full (laughs) of so much good information. (laughs) It is definitely fun. It's definitely fun. And, you know, I don't believe this, but people tell me I have a voice for radio, which I would shift it and say I have a face for radio, you know, <laughs> um, not true. but, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, regardless, I love doing these and anything that we can do to help, you know, teach and educate around what we are experts in. We just love it. So I appreciate you having me on as always. Absolutely. You know, we've talked before about, you know, what to do when you sign up for your first contract. What about if you're ready to get rid of your first contract and you're ready to terminate? Let's talk about that a little bit today. Oh, yeah. So great topic. So the data says that 64% of physicians who sign a contract out of training, 64% will not be there in two years. Okay, In two years? Oh, in my gosh. In two years. Yeah. So I haven't seen any release data this year. I would expect it right now. It's 2022 to be very high because one, we have seen data on radiologists and their transitions now. It's humongous. Like 50% of radiologists are planning on switching jobs this year. It's nuts. But also so many physicians during the pandemic, residents and fellows that were taking their first job, you know, the pandemic started in depending on where you were and how you look at it, March, April, May. It impacted jobs, right? There were hiring freezes. It was March, April, May. You finished training in June. You don't have a job. You have no income. And so people took jobs that they didn't want just to have something, you know, whether it was locums, whether it was contract gig, or whether it was, you know, a job at a rural hospital in Idaho, you know, and they have all their family in Georgia. So I think people it's even higher now. But Historically, it's been, give or take, 60% minus a couple of points for conference intervals. So 60%, 64% of physicians are going to switch jobs in the first couple of years. It's really important that you know how to get out if you are one of the majority of physicians who don't stick around forever at your first job out of training. And so what do you need to know? Well, obviously, have all the contract looked at before you can take the job so you know the risk. One thing I would hate is for a physician to say, look, I'm not even going to be here in a couple of years because you know you're going to quit. So why even have the contract reviewed? Not It's all the more reason to have a contract reviewed, in my opinion. So you're in a job and you want to leave. What do you need to know? Well, one, can you quit, right? So most contracts, 97% of them have no cause termination clauses. And that just says, look, either party can terminate at any time. For no reason, by giving it to five notice, it's usually 60 or 90 or 120 days. Now, that's a no-cause termination. Most contracts, like I said, have it, but some contracts may not have a clause like that. It may be a non-renewal. So maybe you can't quit your job in January. You have to wait until it renews in September to quit your job. Really? Maybe you have a term. It's a three-year term, and you can't quit until after the initial term. Well, that means that you may not be able to quit until after the initial term, whether that's one year or two years or three years. Oh, my gosh. It's super vital to realize what that no-cause termination looks like, assuming that you're going to be the one that no-cause terminates, right? No-cause. It's just there's no cause. It's I quit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, most of the time, they can do that to you as well. So you might get let go. 
And of course, then it's time to have a plan for that. But most of the time, a physician wants to leave a job, they just leave due to the no-cause termination, or they would not find terms of renewal beneficial, and they would not renew. Now, the other thing that a physician would need to know is, obviously, do you have to buy your tail insurance? Mm -hmm. Insurance can cost a couple of thousand bucks. Tail insurance can cost 190,000 bucks. It depends on your specialty, how long you've been there, issues and lawsuits and suspensions. And of course, you know, if you're obligated to buy it or not, how mature is the policy? So that's a very big consideration. We've talked to physicians who didn't know they had to tail out and they had to come up with 180 grand. Oh my gosh. Two years out of training. And you can't finance tail, right? It's not like a mortgage. They can just take the house or a car. They can just take the car. You can't take it back. So it's really hard to finance tail insurance. So understanding if you need to buy, then if so, how much is that going to cost you? Okay, so now can I quit? Yes or no. How much notice do I need to give? That's one thing. Do I have to buy my tail? That's another hurdle, if you will, right? If so, how much? It's 30000 It's 50000 It's 10000 It's 100000 Okay, do you have it? If not, where are you going to get it? Again, if you engage a company that knows what they're doing, we would incorporate that cost into your next contract. How do you negotiate your next contract knowing that you got to spend $46,700 on tail insurance? So that's important consideration to know. Do you have a non-compete? So most contracts in most states have non-competes. Now, we wrote an article on President Biden and his take on non-competes and it's changing and ever-flowing. And Some states don't allow them. Some states have kind of asterisks next to them, but know if your state has non-competes and if your contract contains one. If it does, don't breach it. But there might be a, you can't work for 50 miles. So maybe you can't take the job that you're interviewing for. But again, it might just be not 50 miles, 50 miles or 10 miles or whatever. From where? From the hospital, from your primary location, from anywhere that you set foot in over the past one year. So maybe you do surgery here, clinic over there, and outreach over there, and you filled in for somebody who had a baby at a different facility. Well, the non-compete could be from four different places. Wow. So again, important to know, can I even take this job because of the non-compete? That's another hurdle. Okay, so again, can I quit? Yes or no. That's a no-cause termination or a non-renewal. Do I have to buy my tail insurance? Yes or no. And if so, what's it cost? Can I even take this next job? If so... You know, what, what, how do you know that? Well, what does my non compete look like? You also then need to know about pay, right? If you've been there for a couple of years, did you have a signing bonus? Do you need to pay anything back? Do you have any student loans you're going to have to repay? Do you have relocation stipends to pay back or a recruitment agreement that you're still under? You owe the hospital hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially if you don't stay in the service area. You also need to understand what's your benefits. Does a 401k, has it fully vested yet on their match? That might be important consideration. You also need to understand like policies. Some employers say, once you turn in your leave or your notice, here's my 90 days, I quit. You cannot use CME dollars. You cannot take vacation. And so let's just say that you have three weeks of vacation. You've been saving it all. And it's not paid out on termination, which again, got to know that. May or may not be. You need to know the benefit policy. So let's say that you've been saving your three weeks off. And you go to give your 90 days. Okay, I'm going to take 90 days. And in these 90 days, I'm going to take three vacations and do my CME conference and get that knocked out. It's very possible. They may say, you can't take your three weeks. And then you, your contract expires and you have three weeks of paid leave in the bank that you couldn't use and you don't get paid for. Okay? So if that's true, it's important to understand that. Let's take our vacation time now. Let's spend our CME money today. 
before we put our notice in. So there's all kinds of things that, again, some contracts could even say, if you give us 90 days, we can just send you home tomorrow. We don't even have to let you work the 90 days. Now, most contracts say, but we'll pay you for the 90 days. Some contracts say, we'll pay your base salary for the 90 days. So maybe your base salary is low, but your bonus is high. It means you may get paid less for those next three months. Wow. Some contracts say, we can just terminate, we can accelerate the termination. And they don't mention anything about pay. So you could technically say, look, guys, here's my 90 days. I quit. I'm moving on. Great. Don't come back tomorrow. And your benefits end tomorrow, and potentially, and your compensation ends tomorrow. But your new job doesn't start for four months. You got a problem. So it's it important had- to understand. Yeah, it's super important to understand. Like, it's not just about going. I mean, it's much different. Of course, I'm a barista and I have a two-week notice. I say, look, here's my two weeks. Then I'm going to go work at a different coffee shop. Right. So, so much more, more difficult, which is why baristas, I don't think have 25 page contracts, you know, (laughs) you know, it's much different than just an employee quitting a typical job. There's so much more to it. Some places you can negotiate out of, right? So maybe you have a non-compete and you got to buy your tail, but you're willing to work for six months instead of three months. And you want them to forgive your tail insurance. Okay. You know, but again, it's, you have to understand the point that you're coming from before you know what you can ask for. And we're happy here to do termination reviews for physicians to let them know what their obligations are. And of course, then we can provide all kinds of creative ideas to negotiating out of the contract and into your next opportunity. So I think having access to somebody with good advice who's been through this hundreds or thousands of times, and we've done almost 11,000 contract reviews here. We've done We've helped positions transition from one place to the next, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of times. You know, and so understanding the different stories that come along and the what ifs could happen, I think is super important. And that's why it's not just about, I'm going to sign this job that I'm going to quit in two years. So I don't even need to have the contract looked at. Absolutely not. You got to know what you need to know in two years when you're going to quit. Because it's a surprise that you got to pay 60000 for tail insurance. And it's a surprise that they're going to accelerate your termination. You're going to forego potential two or three months of earnings. I mean, that's right there. I just added up a hundred grand potentially. It never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. To have someone review my contract before I quit a job. So this is just fascinating to me. Physicians, they're not trained on this. And you're working with trained administrators that do this all day. They are trained in this job. And a lot of them, they want to push physicians around because they're scientists, they're clinicians, they're not business people, they're not salespeople, they don't know how to interact in a conversation like this and how to ebb and flow because they don't have an administrator or an executive at a hostel. They've negotiated thousands of contracts. The physicians negotiated zero or one, maybe two. So you know, to have somebody in your back pocket that knows as much, if not more, than who you're across the table from. You can negotiate out of contracts all the time, maybe severance packages, maybe lower radius of the non-compete, maybe not giving back a signing bonus or buying your tail insurance. Fascinating. So it's not just cut and dry, but you definitely need to understand the contract up front when you sign and then later on before you leave on how to play my obligations here into my obligations at my next position. Super important. Absolutely. So it sounds like the time to reach out is when you're thinking about leaving job A to go to job B. So not only can you help them figure out what you want with job B, but how to get out of job A reasonably unscathed. Yeah. I mean, again, it's all dependent on the situation, but if nothing else, 
you need to know what your obligations are, right? Mm -hmm. Who do I write a letter to? How do I date it? Where do I send it? You know, <laughs> what kind of notice do I give? Can I even do this? And then can I even take this job if there's a non-compete? And that's the power of information is number one. And then number two is, can I negotiate my way out? And a physician just reading through their contract, they may be very capable. They may have had it reviewed by a good company a couple of years ago. Maybe they've got some great notes from it. But sometimes those small words, right? Accelerated termination. You'll be paid your base salary, but you're making 20 grand a month in bonus. Oof. So you don't get the bonus then because you're paid your base salary, but you didn't see the, you'll be paid your base salary. It doesn't say you'll be paid total compensation. It just says your base salary. So it's all kinds of small little languages that somebody might pick up that's important for each individual person to know. And I like that you mentioned, you know, leaving job A again and going to job B. Sometimes you can negotiate with the new employer to pay some of those expenses that you might have for leaving the first employer, like your tail coverage, as you mentioned. Absolutely. 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 Yep. And it's important to have those. Look, I'd love to start this job today, but my transition costs are $62,400. So I know you're offering a signing bonus of 20, but I'm taking a $30,000 pay cut and I got to spend 60 grand to take this job. I'm out a hundred grand my first year to take this job. Wow. <laughs> you know, but I, I love this job. What can we do to bridge the gap, right? And now you've thrown it right back to them. My problem is this, what can you do to solve it? And then they say, well, we'll give you an extra 40 grand. How about we do 60 and then we'll be good. So again, you can let them make the first offer and then we can talk about how to negotiate a deal later on. But there's just, <laughs> just, just know that there's lots and lots of options with how to have that conversation. Definitely sounds like you need someone in your corner. Like you said, someone who's doing this day in, day out and leave us to do the medicine part, or at least most of us, as you said, most of us yeah. are trained on the business side of this. Yeah, you know, and you know, I go to WebMD and YouTube and look up what this rash means or what this, <laughs> you know, what, what this number on my lab report means. But obviously, I need to go to a dermatologist and have him or her look at it and give me their diagnosis. I need to have a, you know, a trained expert look at my labs and say, your bilirubin looks like this. And that's why it's important. Not just do a Google search and try to go over the counter supplement on something. I need to see an expert and a professional. And that's why I go to my doctor. I think that's why people should come to us. We're experts in this. You know, and obviously our craft is not nearly as difficult to train for, or it doesn't, it's not, we don't do life and death situations. You know, we don't do surgeries that, that get people from a wheelchair up and moving again, like I've seen my father go through. So we impact lives but in such a different way than physicians do, but it's our craft and we love doing what we can to share everything that we've learned over the past 12 years with you all. So I'm grateful to be on these calls and to have our own little show here and uh, do anything we can to serve physicians, whether it's through a contract review or a termination review or a compensation call or a, a free lecture that we give you know, we're just here to help. So I appreciate having these conversations. Well, John, how do they get in touch with you if someone does have questions or they want to do a contract review or a termination review? Yeah, I mean, it's a contract diagnostics, contractdiagnostics.com. They can Google us. They can find us. We're all over the place. We've got free webinars they can sign up for. We've got free 15-minute consult calls. And, you know, they can find us on our website. They can get a text message from us. They can interact through phone or through, through, you know, through email or through a, a dedicated time where we call and have a conversation and whatever's best for the physician, their, you know, requirements for technology or time. We obviously have a, a process that can manage that. So they can just find us online. And I think there's a link somewhere on financial residency as well. Good deal. Well, John, thanks again for joining us. I just love that, you know, 
you're available to help all of our listeners do the business side of medicine. Yeah, thank you for having us again. I really appreciate it. Forward to uh, the next time we get to chat. Sounds good. Well, I hope you'll all join me next week for Grand Rounds and also listen on Thursdays for Coffee and Contracts with John. Thanks, John. Thanks, Tammy. We'll talk soon. 